0: She was so stunned by Mitch's sudden entrance that all she could do was sit there, immobile, the pen poised over the accounts, listening. When she'd passed through the club earlier, it had been packed with a typical Saturday night crowd, out for a good time. With the door closed and her mind on the accounts, she'd barely registered the disturbance until Mitch came up to give her the glad tidings. Now, above the sudden mad pounding of her own heart, she could hear glasses smashing, tables being overturned, women screaming, and a man's voice roaring threats. Oh shit, it was happening just as Marcus Redmain had said it would when he came into another of her clubs two weeks earlier, trying to scare the ass off her. She was scared now, all right. Her legs felt weak underneath her as she forced herself out of the chair and hurried to close the door. For a moment, she stood with her ear pressed to the wood, listening to the pandemonium downstairs. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, help. Trembling, she turned the handle, stepped out onto the landing, and peered over the banisters. There was a fight going on, people with baseball bats and bike chains striking out at anyone who got in their way, and women were running, shrieking in fear. Clara's heart was beating so hard she was afraid it would tear its way through her chest wall and thump to the carpet in a bloody heap. Fulton Sears. There he was, in the centre of the room, huge and bald and ugly as sin, swinging left and right with brass knuckle dusters, his hands red with blood all the way up to the wrists, wallowing in this bloodbath like a hippo in the mud. Limp with fright, Clara edged backward, trying to be invisible. But before she could make it back to the office, he looked up and saw her there. She froze. His face split in a wide grin. She saw him knock one of the waiters to the floor, and then glance up again up to where she stood on the landing and- Shit, he was coming up! He was surging through the fight, barging people out of the way, Clara raced into the office and slammed the door closed. Instinctively, she fumbled for a bolt or latch, but there was no lock on the inside of the door. Why would there be? Improvising, she jammed one of the chairs under the handle and stood there, watching it, panting with terror. Then she lunged for the desk, snatched up the phone, and dialed 999, her eyes never leaving the door, the handle, all the time waiting for it to turn, waiting for that monster to try to get in at her. As she was dialing, she could hear Toby's voice in her head. Whatever happens in the clubs, we don't ever call the police. We never involve the bill, not even the ones on the payroll. We sort things out ourselves. Clara paused for a long moment. Then she slammed the phone back down onto its cradle, looked around for a weapon, anything to defend herself. There was nothing. Sweating, trembling. All she could do was stand there, listening to the chaos downstairs and waiting for the handle to turn. How long would a chair hold him? About two seconds. Unable to look away, she carried on staring at it. Oh God, please help me, she thought, her pulse deafening in her ears. She felt she was going to pass out or throw up, sickened by the images flashing through her mind of what he'd do when he got his hands on her. The noise downstairs? seemed to be fading. She could hear only men's voices now, shouting, no more screams. Groaning, did she hear groaning? She thought she did. And, oh sweet Jesus, she could hear someone coming up the stairs. She could hear him, moving stealthily, creeping up the stairs. Her eyes were riveted to the handle, to the door, to the chair. She couldn't move. She couldn't even breathe. The handle was turning. Slowly, excruciatingly slowly, it was starting to turn. With a desperate cry, Clara flung herself forward, put her full weight against the flimsy barrier of the chair. Her chest was tight with fear. She was right up against the door. She could almost feel him there, right there on the other side of it. The handle continued to turn. She could feel his weight go against it. Felt it shuddering through the wood. The chair bucked beneath her. He was going to get in here. He was going to get her. She waited, sweat trickling down her temples.